0: Are the characters organizing the Freedom Convoy in Canada determined to end the vaccine mandates or opportunistically manipulate working class unrest? Are these protesters terrorizing the public, desecrating statues and holding hate signs aloft? If the protest is currying hatred and disgusting behavior, why are there no arrests and no hauling the trucks off the scene? How are the protesters and the public in Ottawa reacting to one another? When will this end? This week on the Global Research News Hour, we bring reports of what is really going on in Ottawa to the attention of viewers. We sift the facts from the speculation and mythology as history is taking place at the seat of power in the capital of the Canadian nation. We will hear audio clips and interviews with some of the participants themselves. On this week's program, Freedom Convoy 2022, The Rising of Unity. Bringing you the analysis beyond the media headlines, the Global Research News Hour is on the air. Welcome to the Global Research News Hour for the week of February fourth, two 2022 program is funded by the Center for Research on Globalization and produced in collaboration with campus community radio station CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg on the traditional lands of the Ishinabe, Ininu, Ojibwe, Dene, and Dakota, the birthplace of the Métis Nation and the heart of the Métis Nation homeland. I'm your host, Michael Welch. The show seeks to provide listeners with access to analysis of some of the major issues shaping our world today from thinkers, researchers, and unique political personalities rarely addressed by major media. Our shows are featured on partner radio stations across Canada and the United States, and Available for streaming or download at the site globalresearch.ca. We'll begin our show with News Notes, a sampling of articles from the Global Research News site. Listeners should know that some of the articles may run against common messaging about sensitive subjects and are not all endorsed by this radio station. Ukrainian National Security and Defense Council Chief Alexei Danilov warned on Monday that his country risks collapsing if it implements the UNSC-supported Minsk Accords. He claimed that, quote, it will be very dangerous for our country, unquote, because, quote, if society doesn't accept those agreements, it could lead to a very difficult internal situation and Russia counts on that, unquote. This position doesn't reflect reality but the existing Ukrainian elite's self-interest and those of its former patrons. For starters, the UNSC's passing of a relevant resolution in support of the Minsk Accords officially enshrined them in international law by virtue of that body's authority, per the UN Charter. Ukraine is therefore legally obligated to implement them through the US refusal to compel its proxy to do so in a contradiction of that great power's international commitments means that it probably won't unless the American position eventually changes. That comes from the article, Will Ukraine Collapse If It Implements the UN Security Council Supported Minsk Accords by Andrew Koribko, posted February 3rd, originally published on One World interviews with doctors and scientists and references to multiple studies, a new video explains why COVID vaccines provide no benefit to young children, but they do oppose many and sometimes serious risks. Dr. Michael Yeadon, a former Pfizer vice president and chief scientist, pointed out that when questioned about the safety of mRNA vaccines for children, Drug companies claim there's no evidence to show the vaccine safe. A lack of data regarding harm does not equal confirmation of safety, Eden said. Eden also addressed the November 2021 article in Nature showing COVID is quote rarely fatal, unquote, in children and for young people under eighteen with no comorbidities. The survival rate is 99.995%. He also cited an April 2021 article showing children's immune systems are, quote, far superior at clearing novel viruses, unquote, and a December 2021 article also in Nature reporting children have adaptive, quote, immune systems that naturally generate robust, cross-reactive, and sustained immune responses to SARS-CoV-2, unquote. That comes from the article, COVID vaccines cause irreparable damage to kids' brains, heart, other organs, posted February 2nd, originally published on Children's Health Defense. Ottawa police reported zero arrests as of Monday. Representatives of the Freedom Convoy said the protest is peaceful but Canada's mainstream media, which is 70% funded by the government, told a different story. Gord McGill, a trucker for more than 25 years and participant in the convoy, slammed mainstream media coverage of the protest. McGill said the media zeroed in on a couple of protesters who don't represent the views of the truckers. In an op-ed published in Newsweek, McGill wrote, quote, Tarring a demonstration that drew in excess one hundred thousand people as racist and full of fringe extremists based on the actions of two people is quite a reach, proof of nothing so much as the fact that the media is clutching its straws to smear us, which are in short supply. Unquote. That comes from the article Freedom Convoy vows to stay in Ottawa until COVID vaccine mandates lifted by Megan Redshaw, posted February 2nd, originally published in Children's Health Defense. Brian Von D., the organizer of the Convoy to DC 2022 group, declared on Facebook last Thursday that, quote, America is next, unquote, to experience a trucker-led revolution against COVID tyranny. Quote, we're done with the mandates. We're done with the government telling us what to do. We will continue and we will follow just like the rest of the world on these trucker protests and they will be 100% legal. They will abide by the law, unquote. Bondi said, quote, America, it's your turn. It's your turn to step up and show what you're made of, unquote. Bondi continued, adding that, quote, America has a lot more trucks, unquote, than Canada. Quote, the government overreach is coming to an end, and this is how we do it, unquote, he added. That comes from the article, America is Next, U.S. Truckers Mobilizing Convoy to Washington, D.C., White House in Full Panic, by Jamie White, posted February 2nd, originally published on Infowars. Last week, we featured a story on the confidential report from Pfizer showing a list of adverse reactions to their COVID vaccine. They tried to withhold it from public attention, demanded via a Freedom of Information request, and the Food and Drug Administration in the United States attempted to help them hide it for 55 years. Their ability to control it was lost in court. The adverse reactions, including 1,200 deaths and 23 cases, of spontaneous abortion out of 270 pregnancies seemed high enough to review whether or not this vaccine should be distributed. Certainly, it coincides with the high numbers appearing on the VARES reports. I contacted two infectious disease specialists promoting the COVID vaccine. Neither one responded to my request for an interview. I brought it to the attention of Pfizer Canada, Christina Antonio, Director of Corporate Affairs for Pfizer, wrote back the following response. We are not providing interviews on this subject. However, what I can tell you is that we continue to monitor vaccine safety on an ongoing basis. With hundreds of millions of doses of the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine administered globally, the benefit-risk profile of our vaccine remains positive. It is important to note that Health Canada continues to strongly encourage COVID-19 vaccinations for eligible intervi- individuals. I'd also contacted Health Canada with a list of questions relating to the safety of the vaccine, the safety of the boosters, and the reliability to count on Pfizer, given its record of lawsuits for fraudulent marketing and so forth. Here is the response offered by Eric Morissette a Chief of Public Relations for the Health Canada and the Public Health Agency of Canada. The health and safety of Canadians is Health Canada's top priority. The Department is aware of this information and has been actively reviewing it, along with the reports of adverse effects following immunization, or AEFI, reported to Health Canada and the Public Health Agency of Canada, as well as foreign data from international partners information on aefis with covid-19 vaccines is published on the government of canada website on a weekly basis the data presented in the report on post-authorization adverse event reports prepared by pfizer about their covid-19 vaccine like those from other sources that we review we do not necessarily imply That there is a causal relationship between the event and the vaccine. As part of Health Canada's evaluation of AEFIs, medical experts review reported events to determine whether they are causally linked to the vaccine. A causality assessment involves careful consideration of many factors, including, but not limited to, the biology of the reported event and how it could be related to the vaccine patient medical history, and concurrent conditions, as well as the timing between the administration of the vaccine and the onset of the event. The Government of Canada understands that Canadians have a lot of questions and concerns about the COVID-19 vaccines. Health Canada exercises stringent regulatory oversight over vaccines Before a vaccine is approved in Canada, a rigorous scientific review of its safety, efficacy and quality is conducted by the department. An authorization is only issued when benefits of the vaccine outweigh the risks of its use. As the vaccine is used, more safety data are accumulated and reviewed. The department can request additional information and clarification from the company where necessary including re-analyses of data and reports on individual cases of adverse events. Health Canada adheres to internationally accepted guidance for evaluation of vaccines and other products, such as those from the World Health Organization and the International Council for Harmonization of Technical Requirements for Pharmaceuticals for Human Use. These international guidelines are regularly reviewed and reflect current best practices. In addition, all marketed health products, including vaccines, have benefits and risks associated with their use. Detailed information about the approved COVID-19 vaccines is included in the Canadian product monograph. Furthermore, Health Canada has implemented a number of measures to ensure transparency regarding the approval of COVID-19 vaccines, including the posting of a regulatory decision summary and a more detailed summary basis of decision document on the COVID-19 Vaccines and Treatments portal. To access these documents, please visit covid-vaccine.canada.ca. Select the desired vaccine and the respective documents can be found under the All Resources tab. Further information on the benefits and risks observed in the clinical trials can be found by clicking the link Regulatory for Food and Drug Regulations for Each of the COVID-19 Vaccines, Comirnaty, Spikevax, Janssen COVID-19 Vaccine, and Vaxzevria. So that's the update on that investigation. We'll let you know if it develops in any way. But speaking of the safety of the vaccine, we wish to address the major international event this week happening right in the capital of Canada, In downtown Ottawa, the Freedom Convoy 2022, made up of trucks that stretched over 80 kilometers long, headed for Ottawa, arrived on January 29th. Their demand was to stop the mandates imposed on truckers and people across the nation that violates the choices of people who oppose the COVID vaccine for one reason or another. This protest has, however, Suffered from attacks by the Prime Minister, the NDP leader, and several other parliamentarians, as well as writers and opinion setters, left-wing commentators have generally hounded this group as right-wing protesters and extremists. An article representing the Canadian Anti-Hate Network was one of the more prominent examples of this phenomenon, claiming it says that the organizers and promoters exhibit acts of Islamophobia, anti-Semitism, racism, and incitements to violence, and by extension, reaching out to similarly guided citizens under the blanket of opposition to the vaccines. Based on the statements about the safety of the vaccine expressed in last week's episode, the decision to oppose vaccine mandates has merit, according to racists and non-racists alike. It might be useful to actually meet a couple of the people involved to get a better sense of the overall picture. Uh, this is a, a press conference. It took place on uh, February the 3rd.
1: My name is Keith
2: Wilson. I'm a lawyer with the Justice Centre for Constitutional Freedoms. As some of you may know, there was an announcement earlier today that the Justice Centre and a team of lawyers are here on the ground in Ottawa to assist the truckers and the Freedom Convoy 2022 20,
1: with whatever legal needs they might have. What we're going to do today in this brief press conference is you're going to hear from
2: Tamara Leach who we all know is the spark that lit this fire and the leader of this organization.
3: So far, no one from the federal, federal provincial or municipal government has spoken directly with us. Instead, they are using you, the media, to portray us as racists, misogynists and even terrorists. As a woman with Métis heritage, a mother and a grandmother, I am offended. The reality is that members of this freedom movement are average, peace-loving, and law-abiding citizens from all walks of life who are fed up with being disrespected and bullied by our government. We continue to see additional Canadians coming to Ottawa every day for peaceful demonstrations. We want to th- thank the hundreds of residents of Ottawa who have stepped forward to show their support, providing accommodations, food, and just plain friendship to members of our convoy. This love of community is what Canada is all about. Let me assure the people of Ottawa that we have no intent to stay one day longer than necessary. Our departure will be based on the Prime Minister doing what is right ending all mandates and restrictions on our freedoms.
0: A lot of people have come out to support the Freedom Convoy. Included is a group called Police on Guard. I talked to a member recently. He was not active in Ottawa, but he was involved in a second convoy of sorts located in Alberta near the U.S. border. The blockade at Coutts, Alberta, is blocking the flow of traffic on both sides of the U.S. border and was formed in solidarity with the Freedom Convoy's desires to cancel vaccine mandates. Uh, Here's our conversation.
1: Uh, My name is Clay Farnsworth. I'm a 25-year veteran of the uh, the RCMP. And... uh joined Police on Guard, which is a group of retired and active duty policemen right across Canada with support from other law enforcement agencies, as well as the military and firefighters. So as an example, we've got Canadian Border Services in with us. And we're a group of, like I said, active and retired members. We were formed in December of 2020, who had uh, witnessed some arrests on mainstream media that they didn't agree with. It wasn't the way that they were trained to be policemen. And uh, so they they reached out to a gentleman in Ontario who uh, worked in getting them to meet each other, and that was basically the start of police on guard. And then we had Rocco Glady come into uh to the organization to represent us, and they put a call call out to all active duty and retired members in December of 2020, and I immediately joined uh, because I, I believe in our charter and our constitution of Canada and and I didn't believe or uh, couldn't believe what was happening around all the abuses of the Charter. So I've been involved with Police on Guard now for 13 months, uh, couldn't be prouder of the people that I work with, that's for sure. So mm-hmm. is there hope any- that helps. <laughs> Sorry? Sorry, is there any,
0: like between your group and I guess sort of regular police officers, is there any kind of tension there or, Is it somehow something you can gloss over?
1: No, uh, we've got a lot of active duty members that have joined in and and they understand the charter, they understand our constitution and and they as well feel the same way. You won't see our active duty members at uh, rallies or you won't see them speaking out. We're we're protecting them simply because of, of the measures taken by the different departments against members for speaking out. So you won't see those guys do it. It's, it's basically the retired guys that, that can speak out. And, uh, but we have a tremendous support from, from active duty. We saw a huge increase of active duty members in September when our prime minister, or uh, late August, when he announced the uh, forced or the mandate for uh, forced vaccines for federal employees and federally regulated employees. And uh, so we saw a huge increase there, but it, in the beginning, it was probably 10 to one retired to active and now it's probably 20 to one the other way. So, and we have representation from many forces across Canada, it's, it's not one force by any stretch of the imagination. Um, we've got members from the RCMP on our board of directors, we got members from three different police uh, uh, forces out of Ontario. We've got a fireman from uh, Winnipeg. We've got a sheriff from Alberta. So you can see we're a very diverse group and uh, we all believe in one thing, and that's the charter and our Constitution of Canada.
0: Now, uh, this uh, is there the ability of, of, of US police officers to effectively place the prime minister or other government officials under arrest if the vaccine goes to, uh you know maybe just doing things you don't like but i mean do you see that you're yourselves being able to do something like no that not us we're way?
1: retired we have no no legal authority whatsoever i'm no different than anybody else walking down the street now i've lost all my authorities um, but it doesn't mean that i can't speak out to defend our charter and our constitution mm. as for charges that would depend on what the the department that's doing the investigation can come up with. And of course, if they do go down that investigative road, charges will only come out if there is enough evidence that the Crown can reasonably expect a prosecution or a successful prosecution, I should say.
0: Um, Over the course of the last few days, there have been uh, presentations in, in the media uh, talking about uh, how there's been uh, uh, flags of uh, you know, with, with hate symbols on them, and how it, it's very right wing and how it's very extreme, and uh, it, 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 hate.ca have their ability to continue their work, of violent, hateful.
1: You know the funny thing is when, by the or, media. when you look at the media, there's been one person that I'm aware of that carried a Confederate flag in amongst a bunch of the. Uh, the participants in ottawa he was singled out and removed so all this rhetoric coming from mainstream media about Excuse me, who, who, removed the, who removed the person from the what was it uh did some the truckers they called him out and said hey this isn't acceptable this is not acceptable we're here as friends we're not going to put up with this and the people coming in there to disrupt it <laughs> We, we chuckle back and laugh because I've got a lot of boots on the ground down there. And they're saying these guys are showing up in brand new Carhartts with the creases in them trying to blend in. Well, you can't blend in with guys that work that, that lifestyle day in and day out. So yeah, they were singled out. And you can see where the guy, he was wearing a face mask. Nobody else is wearing a face mask. None of the, none of the protesters or the uh, people that are supporting the convoy are wearing face masks. You hear the uh, prime minister, Jason Kenney, our premier in Alberta, uh, talking about the, the, the mess that was left on the tomb of the unknown so- soldier. The protesters went and cleaned it and laid flowers around the, the tomb. The, uh, the funny thing is we've got pictures of people hanging, taking their picture with it. And so somebody else puts a Canadian flag on it and we get criticized for it. So none of these things are really, um, controlled or, or done by the protesters down there. In fact, everybody that I know that work with Canada Unity are the most genuine, down-to-earth people I've known. In fact, the, the convoy is nicknamed Bearhug 2.0. And there is no hatred. There is no right-wing supremacy. There is none of that. If anything, this is bringing Canadians together. We have got truck drivers from every colour, race and creed that are showing up down there and when when you attend a rally there is no such thing as mentioning right-wing supremacy or or you're a different skin color than me everybody's coming together with peace and love and wanting this to end and get back to being a canadian
0: Mm. well right now uh trudeau is, you know, he's not going to back down. He's not going to release the, the mandates because, well, they were looking out for the majority. Uh, and you guys, on the other hand, are determined that you're going to stick it out no matter what. And, and so there's a kind of stalemate in place, I think. So what, what role would you say that police on guard could uh, potentially play in, in de-escalating the, the circumstances and, and getting something hey, you got to understand done.
1: that we're not part of the organization that did this. We support them, but we're not part of that organization. So what their leaders are going to do with with the Prime Minister and how they're going to negotiate with him is totally out of our hands. Now, police on guard, because of our our vast experience in policing and dealing with people, of course, we would avail ourselves to either side if they wished for some of our people to come in because we're we're nonpartisan. We do not believe in aligning with any political party or having any political influence. We only are here to support the Charter and the Constitution, like I said. And, but I re- honestly don't see a role between the, the convoy organizers and the government for police on guard.
0: Okay. Uh, well, just as a final question, I want to ask what, what's most memorable of, of this uh, action for you in terms of, uh, I mean, in, in terms of, okay, I'm, I'm dedicating myself to, to protecting freedoms, but as you've fulfill this or you're trying to fulfill it well what stood out i mean either in, in alberta and in Kukuts where you are or you know from witnessing what's happening uh, abroad out in, in ottawa
1: it's it, it's one word and its four letters hugs hugs when i spoke at a rally in calgary uh last weekend and uh I didn't go down the path of explaining to Canadians their charter or the constitution. And I'll tell you, Michael, so many people in their thirties and forties and fifties haven't a clue what the charter stands for or what the constitution says. If anything, Canada and the school system has done a disservice to our people in not teaching them Canadian history properly, teaching them what is there, but getting back to the rally in Calgary, I didn't say go down that path I didn't tell them about our lawsuits that are going forward with Rocco Galati at at provincial and federal levels I simply said to the people in support of the convoy which is hugs 2.0 I want you to turn to the right and give that person a bear hug now I want you to turn to your left and give that person a bear hug and turn to the person behind you and give them a bear hug you wouldn't have believed the way the crowd responded and loved the, and it didn't matter what color, what race, what clothes you were wearing. All that we saw on the stage was people giving hugs, smiling, laughing, and thanking God that they could do that again. That is probably the most memorable rally I have ever been to where all we did was promote being a true person to yourself.
0: Well, I, I really wanna thank you for, for bringing this perspective uh, to, to the show. And uh, I hope that uh, you'll be moving forward that uh, the, the peace and, and the hugs don't end anytime soon. Thank you so much, uh, Clay. It's been a pleasure. You're
1: more than welcome for the opportunity, Mike. And uh, look, I look forward to it and hope we can do it again.
0: You're listening to the Global Research News Hour, broadcasting from CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg and from partnering radio stations across Canada and the United States. While Prime Minister Trudeau has talked about the anti mandate protests being associated with the view of a minority of anti science and dangerous individuals. A lot of people who would not normally be confused with hate speech and racism showed up and wrote about their impressions in an article written by Travis Smith, an associate professor of political science at Concordia University in Montreal, attended the protest and later wrote, Despite temperatures around minus 20 degrees Celsius, I saw and met many women and men from across the political spectrum, from disparate socioeconomic backgrounds, French and English-speaking alike, young and old, vaccinated and unvaccinated, gathered to donate their time and the fruits of their culinary talents, such as hot bowls of chili and fresh-baked goods, plus sandwiches, snacks, and beverages for the road. They delivered additional items dominated by people who couldn't make it in person, helped to shuttle people around, and offered what other assistance they could— including offers of accommodations or a place to take a hot shower. Another academic appearing at the event was Julie Poness. She was an ethics professor at the University of Western Ontario. After 20 years in that position, she was fired because she too would not submit to taking the job. Here's what she said in September.
4: As a professor... I don't have to watch the news to find out if the COVID vaccines are safe. I read medical journals and I consult my colleagues who are professors of science and medicine. I've learned from doctors that there are serious questions about how safe these vaccines really are. There are questions about how well they work. Nobody's promising that I won't get COVID or transmit COVID if I get the vaccine. But ultimately, none of that matters to me because I'm a professor of ethics and I'm a Canadian. I'm entitled to make choices about what does and does not enter my body regardless of my reasons. If I'm allowed back into my university, it's my job to teach my students that this is wrong. I'm hired to teach them that it is ethically wrong to impose an experimental medical procedure as a condition of employment. This is my first and potentially my last lesson of the year. Ethics 101. In the spirit of Socrates, who was executed for asking questions, this lesson will consist of only one question. The answer is multiple choice. Please listen carefully. When a person has done the same job to the satisfaction of her employer for 20 years, is it right or is it wrong to suddenly demand that they submit to an unnecessary medical procedure in order to keep their job? In this case, the procedure is an injection of a substance that has not been fully tested for safety. It has not yet been shown to be effective. It is designed to prevent an illness that poses little threat to the employee. The employee is not allowed to ask questions. She may only submit to the procedure or be fired. To my first year students, is this right or is this wrong? I already know the answer. That was amazing, Julie. (laughs) <laughs>
5: <I'm sorry.
0: laughs> and here she is speaking to a crowd on Monday, January 31st, recorded and produced by the Democracy Fund.
5: For two years, you, our governments, fueled by the media, have demeaned us, mocked us, canceled, and ignored us. We have tried to engage in discussions about the medical, legal, and ethical aspects of the pandemic response, and you just called us names. You have taken our jobs, drained our savings accounts, tried our friendships, and broken our families, and extinguished our children's hope for the future. You have stripped doctors of their licenses, police of their badges, and teachers of their classroom privileges. You have called us fringe, uneducated, scientifically illiterate, and morally bankrupt. (laughs) You have said you have no sympathy for the unvaccinated, that they don't deserve medical care, that they don't deserve a voice in society or a place in democracy. You have nurtured the seeds of distrust and fanned the flames of hatred between us. But perhaps worst of all, we have allowed you to do it. We have allowed you to break our trust in each other and our confidence in our ability to think for ourselves. And now you hide and run when the truth is on your doorstep. Big Pharma? Probably. Sell out mainstream media? Absolutely. Abuses of power by tech giants and career politicians? Almost certainly. But our true moral failure is that we did this to ourselves. We allowed it and some of us embraced it. We forgot that for a while freedom needs to be lived every day and that some days we need to fight for it. We forgot that as Premier Ryan Peckford said, even the best of times, we are only a heartbeat away from tyranny. But we are waking up and we won't be so easily seduced or coerced again. To our government, the cracks are showing. The dam is breaking. The facts are not on your side. You can't keep this up any longer. The pandemic is over. Enough is enough. You are our servants. We are not your subjects. You have tried to to hateful, terrified, demoralized people. But you underestimated the challenge. We aren't so easily broken. Our strength comes from the bond of family and friendship, of history, of our home and native land. strength of our doctors and nurses on the front line in Alberta, our RCMP and provincial police officers, the ferocity of a mother fighting for her child, the truckers who rolled courage into Ottawa on 18 wheels. 18 wheels times tens of thousands of (laughs) trucks. To the families of those who have lost children will be a stain on our country forever but you can rest now you have done enough you have lost enough it's time for us your fellow citizens to take up this battle for you to the truckers who drove across Canada to stand up for all of us to fight for all of our freedoms you are electrifying this moment in history
0: The lowdown on the convoy itself in the wake of mainstream media coverage, I hooked up with two of the participants. We recorded by a Zoom on the afternoon of February 3rd. I'll get you both to introduce yourselves if you could.
2: Uh, yeah, hi. I'm, uh, I guess I'm who I would be team vegan. Uh, my name is Adam Stirr. Uh, I'm a vegan animal rights guy from the Niagara region. I'm also a truck driver. Um, and actually the rest of my Team Vegan is uh, my two friends that uh, came up here with me, uh, Jason King and Mike Holmes uh, from Windsor and London, uh, respectively. Mm -hmm. Um, They're the other half of Team Vegan. They'll be back up here uh, Saturday, I believe. Um, And this is my uh, partner crime here. I'm uh, Dylan,
0: last name's Defoe, and uh, I'm a driver. Okay, good. So what, what, what caused both of you and, and, and Team Vegan to, to join this Freedom ca- Convoy?
2: Well, I saw it online. I, I was humming and hawing about it. I wasn't sure. And then I saw I was picking up a lot of steam. I saw a lot of, I, I started reading the posts and the stories um, from people who've been harmed by these mandates and stuff. People who lost their long-term careers. Uh, people who've uh, been forced out of uh, had their families broken up they've had uh, family members commit suicide family members and friends die of drug overdoses Um, and it was just this horrific list of just endless stories of how this is causing so much suffering and I mean we all know how meaningless these mandates are like how how little they're changing anything like and that's and that's when I decided that I had to really get down here and be a part of this to, to really put a stop to this needless suffering hmm.
0: yeah well you you said you you were kind of hemming and hawing at first but now you sounds a, a lot more confident in your position
2: oh yeah there's no I'm not leaving here there's no way uh-huh. there's no way
0: what sorts of, of challenges has, uh, ha- have you faced, uh, while you've been in, in Ottawa?
2: Um, I mean, not really much. I mean, it's been, uh, it's been pretty good. Like, I mean, we were positioned, we came, we drove into the city, um, I mean, they, they were playing some games with the electric road signs, kind of messing everybody up, putting people off on uh, different exits and purposely seemed like purposely detouring, trying to detour the convoy away from downtown and then trying to kind of lock down the downtown before we could get down here. And that's why you'll see that there's like a it looks like a sort of limited number of trucks down here, but that's because the main body of the trucks are actually trapped outside of the downtown because they couldn't get in before they locked it down and they're not letting anyone in down here. Like, they're letting people out, but they're not letting anyone in.
0: Yeah, and I mean, are more trucks, I mean, they're getting trapped outside, but more trucks are are still coming to Ottawa, as far as you know, or more people trying to get there?
2: From what I'm hearing on the ground, there's a pretty steady flow of people still arriving. Um, And there's now also, yeah, and there's- The countries, the
6: other countries that are just jumping in with us, I, I, I've never seen so many people in my life come together with with Canada flags and the
3: just the just the
6: bravery of everybody. Everybody like there's a step back trailer here sitting beside us. It's about it's about 35, 40 feet long. And this trailer has been filled twice with food and handed out to everybody. And and when I mean filled, I mean I mean that they couldn't put nothing else on it. Like it was full. They had to get people to come around. And, and, and hand food out to everybody like, it's,
0: it's it's wild, it's unbelievable I've never seen such a love
6: from, from everybody
0: well of course we've been listening to uh, much of the media where we're getting the impression that there, I mean there's uh, been uh, reports of uh, a couple of people carrying uh, flags with hateful symbols on them there, the Terry Fox statue was desecrated and uh, uh, you know somebody talking about uh, your behavior that affected a uh, uh a lot, I mean like rude behavior to uh, uh, a group of people that are trying to feed the hungry and, and so forth. I mean, and that's enough to shock a lot of listeners. Well what could you add to uh, to that discussion?
2: Okay, well, I mean, I'll be straight with you. I, I rolled up here with two people of color, like my two best friends, Mike Holmes, and Jason King. We rolled up here. And I mean, we'd heard all this rumors and stuff, right? So we came here. I mean, we looked for racists or people with racist stuff or like anything like that, like anything. And up until today, I mean, the only thing I've personally seen was I haven't even I didn't even witness it myself, but it was the guy on the hill with the Confederate flag with his face completely covered, like eyes covered, forehead covered, like completely covered, right? Right. And he walked onto the hill with a Confederate flag. And I mean, he was probably there for like less than five minutes before the crowd basically like surrounded him. And they're like, hey, bud, take a hike. You know, nobody assaulted him or anything. Mm. But they made no uncertain terms that this is Canada, that kind of stuff doesn't yeah. fly. Yeah, no. so, so basically the guy
0: who was carrying a con- this flag was also the only one with a mask on because you're all maskless, if I'm not mistaken, right?
6: Well, yes. Like, You're going to Tim Hortons. You're going to Tim Hortons. Yeah. The first thing you see in there is faces. I've never, mm-hmm. I haven't seen, I haven't seen a face in two years, man.
5: Mm-hmm. Besides
6: people that, like, you know, my family, you walk in places and you see faces, you see smiles. It's,
2: yeah. Yeah. But anyway, back to the, um, what we were talking about there yeah,
0: well what about like the, the they, they talked about the uh, the way that the behavior of like of, of this one place where uh, oh, someone was oh yes
2: yes yes those issues yeah i was gonna say um there's been over one and a half million people through here in the last couple of days i would challenge anyone to show me an event with that many people with no incidences mm. i mean and you look at the examples of these, of these people photographed with carrying these hate symbols. If you look at those photographs, every single one of those people has their face obscured. You need to ask yourself, this is like under even very cursory, you know, digging at this, thinking about it. Why in a crowd of maskless people would the only guy carrying a hate symbol have his face completely covered? Mm. Think about it yeah right well, and yeah. it's same with those guys with the with the nazi flag that we're walking around like if anyone thinks that you can just do that i would say you know what try it and let me know how it works out for you i'll come see you in the hospital mm. <laughs> that's where you'll be like that's what will happen like people this is canada like you, you can't walk down the street with a nazi flag like you just can't mm. I don't know why you would. I know, I'm, honestly, uh, 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 there's so much love here. There's so much tolerance and respect. And like,
6: you got this one jackass walking down the street, like, the like, man, like, like, what are you doing? Are you like, hmm.
2: okay. No, it's, it, it's. You... I uh, my, myself, I believe that those individuals are people who are paid to come here to intentionally discredit the event. Because that's, to me, that's the only reason that I could see why you would cover your face, right, is to yeah. obscure your identity, because you're embarrassed about what you're doing, or you don't want it associated with your name, right?
0: Right. Um, could you, I mean, I, I know, I think that uh, I, I heard the, uh, the, the main organizers talking about uh, Sikhs as well. I think that they're delivering food or, or something like that. Do you know anything about that?
2: Yeah, there's a, a group of Sikhs here. Uh, there's, all, uh, there's a number of different uh, groups of indigenous persons here. Um, there's a, a group of other um, Indian fellows here giving out um, samosas. Um, they actually hit me twice with samosas already today. <laughs> um, I mean, there's every single person, like every single type of person. There's transgender folks here. There's um, every, Chinese, Chinese culture, every yeah. race, every religion, like every single segment of Canadian society is represented here. And when the mainstream media pushes this white supremacist narrative, they're like just pooping on all of these people who are here. Like that's the racism. That's the real racism. Is their refusal to acknowledge the participation of all these other groups of people, like all these other people, like hmm. you're, you're, they're basically ignoring their existence. And I mean, that's racist. Yeah.
0: Uh, well, going back to your story, you talked about the trucks that, that did get in. What, what do you know about uh, the efforts of city officials to try to remove them and, and why haven't they yet?
2: Well, number one, I mean, the police aren't gonna do anything. Uh, Because the police, the police's job is to prevent and address crime. There is no crime happening here. This is illegal, peaceful protest. There's no crime. So there's no reason for police intervention. The same with this ridiculous insinuation that we need military intervention. There's, do we need the military to break up a game of road hockey? (laughs) I don't think so. I mean, they're playing road hockey. (laughs) Yeah yeah I posted a couple videos i mean they're they're playing right now they played oh. yesterday two games east versus west interesting for the <laughs> for the unity cup well you know how... this is like you know this is serious when the quebec guys and the alberta guys are hanging out and like everything is cool
0: yeah they got the uh, i guess you got the canadian flag and you have the the fleur de lis of the, uh, the, the, the people with that flag for quebec as well
6: there's a whole bunch of uh, province flags.
2: There's yeah. a lot of pro- different province flags flying around. Yeah, every, everybody's, uh, all the different groups are kind of representing their province as well. Like, Because on our one of our uh, units here, we've got the Ontario flag as well, because we're part of the Ontario group, right? Yeah.
0: Well, how is the city reacting to your presence? I mean, uh, there, there's a lot of, you know, thinking about how, you know, you guys are, are kind of ruining their you know, mm-hmm. daily life and so on. I mean, there, there's st- people are all. Are they, are they staying in hotels or are there other uh, means by which these this huge influx of people is being accommodated?
2: Well, there are guys staying in hotels. Um, Dylan is staying in a hotel. Um, I actually was adopted by a local family um, who signed up with Adopt Trucker, um, oh, wow. which is just a volunteer group, a non-political, like non-partisan political group that they're just like they're just here to. To offer, you know, accommodations to people who are here who need somewhere to stay, you know, and I mean, they're feeding me and I mean, they're feeding me vegan, too. And I mean, they're not vegans. Um, Mm -hmm. They give me a place to stay, let me shower, you know, so I'm I'm being well looked after. I mean, the drivers came out this morning and actually right before this interview, I was outside and I was talking to a couple of folks. And a security guard from one of the government buildings here, walking between the trucks, uh, stopped us, and he was like, "Hey, who shoveled the road today?" And I was like, "We all did." And he was like, "Wow, you guys did it. A- he literally said, "You guys did a better job than the city of Ottawa." <laughs> and we laughed, and we said, "Well, man, like we don't want you to slip and fall on your way to work. Like that's not why we're here. Like you know."
0: Yeah. So I mean. Yeah. How do you, I mean, are people generally positive towards you or do they kind of give you a lot of, uh, you know, headaches uh, or peace of their mind I or whatever? What, what what happened when me and you
6: were sitting in my truck, I think it was, I think it was Saturday or Sunday and, and we had a, we had a guy come up here and, and what happened? to him?
2: he asked you to move, you know? Oh yeah. Well, one of the, it's a good example yeah well i mean we worked with one guy his uh, one of the drivers in the protest his wife took ill uh on the first day there so i mean he had to get out so we we all put in a great effort to make sure that he was able to get out and i mean it was a lot of guys had to move and everything to get that guy out um but sorry could you uh, give me the question again
0: Oh, well, just the idea that—I uh, mean, like, how many citizens are, are accommodating of you versus the ones that
2: are kind of more angry at you for wrecking their city or whatever? Oh, oh, I—you know what? Honestly, I've yet to encounter a single angry individual myself. Mm-hmm. None, not one. And I've met—I actually had like a slew of people today recognize me from my internet videos who are local here, who like came and were like, "We want a picture of you." <laughs> <laughs> and I mean. These people, like, who do you think is bringing us food? It's the local people. Like, you know, we we all came with some food, but it's the local people in Ottawa here that are supplying us. You know, they're like s- people even came out and like a bunch of the guys that are stuck out of town, like out of the downtown part. They had no toilets. Um, the local people came down and rented them porta potties and had porta potties delivered to the closed street where they were so they can have a bathroom like there's very like i've heard like almost no stories of negative reactions from local people myself and my dealings have you heard anything
0: not really no wow
2: no it's it's been it's been pretty positive
0: okay so how long do you, do you expect this thing is going to go on how, how long are you going to be there i mean in another week two weeks 10 weeks uh, a year i mean how is this
2: how is this gonna play out? Do you think? Well, I mean, honestly, I I had intended to leave by Sunday. That's when that's when I was thinking that this was over and I mean, now it's Thursday the, the following week. So I mean at the, at the, and after you know, and you know what, honestly, after talking to the people here, Having people coming up to me crying, like telling me that like this is it, like it's been very emotional. yeah, like it's
6: been very very man. I I I've went down to the other end down there on Sir John A McDonald. I walked I walked it was about a twenty minute walk. Walked yeah. all the way down. So I hadn't I hadn't met none of the drivers down there. So I just wanted to go talk to people and, and see what the atmosphere was like. So I walked down there and. And mind you, like, I'm, I'm walking down there in, like, a sweater and stuff, right? Like, nobody really knows I'm a driver when I'm, when I'm out walking on it. Look, I look like everybody else walking down the street. And, you know, like, they're all just sitting down there eating food, the people walking by, like, people are having pig roasts, and there's other people walking by, and everyone's everyone's taking a plate of food away. Like, just the atmosphere of people eating and stuff. Sharing and
0: sharing, sharing is- everybody. So it's kind of like you've, uh, you're, you're sort of there in a in a kind of a unique historical moment you know in, in which you're you're doing something that maybe other people are wishing something that that you're 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 doing something for their interests if i'm not i mean is
2: that the way you're seeing it or oh yeah i know for a fact that like i've had hundreds of people thousands like thousands like since i've been here like probably like all day like even as we're on this interview there's people every 30 seconds coming up to the door waving out and I have to keep waving them away because I'm on an interview but like this like this is a steady not ending stream of local people like emotionally thanking us for being here and I mean after experiencing this there's no way that I'm leaving here they're gonna have to either drag me out of here or shoot me
0: Okay. Well, you know, I, I'll ask you one last question because you got a lot of uh, business to, to take care of, but uh, <laughs> maybe as a person, how, how is this event and, and everything going around? How's it affecting you personally? How, how, what does it do for you?
2: This, this is given, like, this has shown me that another, you know, another way of being is possible. The, like, as we can this can be over and it can be over now as, as if we all just say this is over guess what this is over and we can we can make Canada tolerant again.
6: I think everybody should be able to have
2: a choice just like
6: anything else in life everybody should be able to have a choice and that choice shouldn't shouldn't conflict with what anybody else has to do like it should be all the same we live in Canada I thought like this is why I live in Canada is because we have the right to choose
0: well uh adam and dylan I, I i wish you well uh and uh hopefully this uh th- this will something good will come out of it if, if nothing else there will be a lot of hugs to share so uh
2: oh, take care of you guys,
0: and uh, and uh yeah good luck
2: thank you thank you for covering us and i mean thank you for speaking to us and thank you for trying to um you know share the the truth about what's going on here right because Like they tell you when you're a kid, the truth will set you free.
0: That was just some of the coverage of the Freedom Convoy. We will be watching to see how it will unfold in the days ahead. And that folds the program for this week. Next week, we will focus on the COVID vaccine from the standpoint of spanning racial divides. Stay tuned for that. You're listening to the Global Research News Hour, a program funded by the Center for Research on Globalization and produced in collaboration with campus community radio station CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg on the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe, Ininu, Oji Creek, Dene, and Dakota, the birthplace of the Metis Nation and the heart of the Metis Nation homeland. The show is aired on other radio stations across Canada and the United States and available for streaming or download at the site globalresearch.ca.